Welcome, meeting makers. I'm your host, Lauren Green, meeting coach and facilitation trainer, here to help you unsuck your meetings one episode at a time. I've helped hundreds of professionals and organizations through leading inclusive, engaging, and productive meetings. And now I'm offering this podcast to help you do the same. Think of this podcast as an ongoing workshop, where each time you tune in, you'll get a bite-sized nugget of knowledge you can apply right away. If you lead meetings or might someday, you're in the right place. Let's make your meetings work. Well, hello there, meeting makers. Woohoo! This is the last episode in season two. So let's start this episode about look backs and debrief meetings with a little look back into history. We're going to go way back to the 1930s when social psychologist Kurt Lewin was studying the impact of democratic participation. In today's terms, that means collaborative decision-making. And he was studying this in factories and community organizations. Lewin was one of the first to see that top-down organizational structures weren't the only way to get things done. And he went further to show how his theory of action research could be proven even more effective. In one of Lewin's studies on the impact of managerial style on factory trainees, Lewin divided new workers into two groups. One group received directive autocratic training. In other words, I point, you do, don't ask questions. The other group was encouraged to discuss the direction together before deciding how best to proceed. So which group do you think performed better? Over several months, the second group, the one that got to discuss the direction, consistently outperformed the first and showed higher morale to boot. Lewin's theory that workplaces were more productive when workers participated in the direction of how the work gets done was proven correct. So what exactly is the model for action research? And trust me, I'm getting to my point. I know this is about debrief meetings, but it'll all tie in, I promise. Just stay with me in this history lesson. So what exactly is the model for action research? Unlike the other popular social scientist at the time, Frederick Taylor, who introduced the theory of scientific management and looked for the quote-unquote right way to accomplish a task, Lewin's model proposed a cyclical, learning-oriented process. In Lewin's model, workers work through a sequence of identifying a problem, planning a course of action, taking the action, evaluating the outcomes, and implementing key learnings. So why do I bring this all up? Well, first off, history is cool sometimes, am I right? But most importantly, the idea of taking time to look back, learn, and make changes is not new. If you're familiar with the Agile project management model, and we referenced it in episode three of the season, it basically mirrors Lewin's work from the 1930s. Thank goodness for software developers. Otherwise, I don't know if anyone would still utilize this practice today. Think about a time when you experienced a setback at work. Did you take time to pause and think about what went wrong and what you want to do better next time? What about a key success that you had? Did you and your team analyze what worked and how to do more of that? If you're shaking your head, you're not alone. Most of the time, we don't look back. And there are a few reasons for this. 
you can probably guess one, which is lack of time, and I feel you. We're going to share a simple process in this episode that you can bake into your existing meeting rhythms to start building a learning team. And if you forgot what a meeting rhythm is, go back and give episode three from this season, season two, another listen. The other reason we don't look back is the same reason why many people avoid therapy. It's often painful to look back, especially if there was a lot of conflict and chaos. But what you resist persists, meeting makers, without this last component of Lewin's model, evaluating and implementing the learning in a participatory way. There's no way that your team is ever going to become high-performing. You don't have to do a three-day offsite in the forest where you test everyone's balance on ropes courses. All you have to do is take a few minutes to learn from the past and apply it forward. It's a lot less expensive, and there's many fewer injuries, trust me. Are you ready for an easy process you can use in your next meeting to start building a learning team? Keep listening. If you're listening to this podcast before July 2023 and want to get your hands on an opportunity to learn from me live, you are in luck. We are hosting the inaugural Meeting Makers Academy Workshop, Just-In-Time Meeting Skills, from July 25th through the 28th from 12 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time U.S. We'll give you a hands-on opportunity to design a meeting, practice facilitating, and receive on-the-spot feedback to help you become more confident in your meeting skills and ability to lead inclusive, gauging, and productive conversations. You can sign up or learn more at makemeetings.work forward slash academy. Early bird signups end on June 30th and registration ends on July 14th. So act fast to get your spot today. The process that we're going to suggest comes right from Agile Project Management. Shout out to our software developer listeners out there. In Agile terms, this is called a retrospective. Whether you call it a retrospective, an after action, a debrief, a look back, lessons learned, or my personal favorite, a hot wash, you can use the same process. It's really just three questions. What worked well that we would do again? What caused us difficulty? And what new things do we want to try moving forward? One more time for those of you who took the trash out while I was reviewing those. What worked well that we would want to do again? What caused us difficulty? And what new things do we want to try moving forward? And you could throw in some other questions for a little spice if you want. Some other questions that you could use in addition are, what did we learn? What is still puzzling? What will we keep doing, start doing, or stop doing? And don't worry, we will put all of those questions in the visual notes for you. You can get them in the description. The process that you use depends on the size of your team and how long you have. Smaller groups of eight or fewer could have an open discussion for maybe 10 to 15 minutes around each question. Groups of eight or more might benefit from a few minutes to silently reflect so they can prepare succinct comments. Most importantly, write down everything in a place where everyone can see it live and decide how you will implement any new ideas or activities that emerge. I recommend having a parking lot or a backlog for anything that is a good idea but might take resources you don't currently have. 
If you already have a standing weekly meeting, you could bake in this process during that last meeting of each month or maybe the first one of the next month. You could also suggest that the team have a one-hour retrospective every quarter. Our friend Lewin would suggest that you work with your team to determine options and decide together how to make retrospectives a normal part of your team activities, similar to our suggested process for establishing meeting rhythms. So let's say you have a large offsite coming up and you want to do this retrospective process as a large group, let's say 30 people or more. You might want to have these questions around the room on flip charts, or the virtual equivalent would be to have that online in a shared document or maybe Mural, which is an online whiteboarding tool. And you want to give people time to maybe work individually or in teams on those flip charts before coming back together as a large group to share overall insights. So now you know why debrief meetings are important, what to ask, and how to go about implementing next steps. If looking back feels intimidating or painful, ask yourself, what might be coming up for you? Is there something that you're resisting? And now ask, well, what's at risk if your team doesn't learn from the past? What would it look like if your team held regular debrief meetings? And what would that enable? Make the time, see what happens. It's as simple as committing to try it once. And I challenge you to do your own retrospective on how it went. You did it, meeting makers. Season two is in the books. And if you're just joining us, you may have missed some juicy content from earlier this season and the one before. So be sure to check out all of our episodes and revisit anything that might help you plan for your next meeting. You can always grab a copy of our season one or season two playbooks at makemeetings.work forward slash playbook. We can't wait to share even more tips and tools with you in season three. Be sure you're on the podcast list so you'll be the first to know and get a first look when we prepare to launch. Let's keep making your meetings work. This podcast was written by Lauren Green and produced by Caitlin Murray. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few seconds to rate and review so future meeting makers can find our community. Download a visual summary of this episode in the description and be sure to join the conversation in our Meeting Makers Facebook group. Want help with your next meeting? Reach out at makemeetings.work forward slash contact and we'll set up time to chat.